0: Hey everybody. I'm back. Um So, I'm just going to kind of kick it off. I want to say a couple things. Um Number 1, I just listened to my trailer and um I realized that I said something about, you know, wanting to be there for women with a PMDD. Um you know my apologies because really uh obviously i want to be there for people with uteruses who have pmdd so that includes trans and non-binary um and you know uh hopefully whatever i'm not like an in- entertainer this isn't how i make my money um i don't really owe anybody anything so you know i'll probably change that trailer whenever i get around to that Um, but, you know, obviously I'm trying to make a living and, um, survive with PMDD, so that's a full-time fucking job, so I'll get around to that whenever. Um, but, you know, just know that I'm conscious of that and that I give a fuck, because I do. Um, another thing is that I just posted a post on Facebook that I had been thinking about, I guess, for... I guess a few weeks now, um, just kind of, just talking about my life with PMDD, like I've been working on this podcast, and I made a YouTube video, but I haven't, like, really uh, told anybody about it, um, mainly because, number one, when I first made it, I was just felt like shit, and, um, I didn't want to be vulnerable, uh, to anybody, and I didn't want, um, you know, I can't handle a lot of stimulation or interpersonal shit when I'm in the midst of PMDD, so why the fuck would I make myself super vulnerable and have people say whatever the fuck they're gonna say and me take it the wrong way when I'm PMDDing? That makes no sense, so I didn't do that. Um, and then, uh, what happened was then I kind of got over it. Uh, I probably, like, pulled a bunch of shit together real fast and, like, saved my ass. Yeah, that's what happened. And then I ended up at the beach, and I was surrounded by people the whole time, and, you know, um, I really haven't had a goddamn second to think or breathe since I got through the last PMDD. But I noticed that I've been a little funky the past couple days, and it looks like I'm going to ovulate soon, so that means, um, yeah, things are about to get real again, (laughs) about to head into that hell dimension, um, which is scary for me uh, right now because um, I'm really glad the things that I lived through in the past couple weeks that I was not in PMDD while living through it, I think I talked about it. In the last podcast, but I wouldn't have made it. Um, and, you know, I've come home and I'm still having car problems. I had to take my car back to the mechanic. I have to start booking people for renovations at the house again. I got to figure out how to get back and forth and feel safe. Driving is one of my phobias that I have all the time. And it gets even worse. Obviously, when I have PMDD, it gets really bad. So, yeah, I'm going to be up against a lot here soon. Um, And, um, you know, I will be trying to get kind of ready to move. And I'm going to be trying to fulfill a lot, like, family obligations because Thanksgiving is coming up. Like, um, I'm going to be stressed, I can tell. Um, I mean, luckily, my life has already been so fucking crazy for so long I'm getting better at taking it one day at a time and um it is the better way to do it and somehow this pandemic has also given me more permission it feels like to do it one day at a time because I felt like before I was under this illusion that everybody knew what the fuck they were doing and that I was the only person who didn't and so like I needed to like be more on top of my shit than is even really humanly possible, especially when you are poor and you have mental health issues. Um, but, uh, you know, now nobody knows what the fuck is going on. So actually in some ways I feel like I'm doing better than a lot of people because I at least know how to fucking ride the wind and roll with the punches. Um, But, uh, a really big thing that I wanted to touch on today is I was said in my Facebook post that, you know, just because when I'm sick or in the hell dimension, um, I can't, I don't have it in me to tell people what I need. It doesn't mean that when I'm well, I can't speculate as to what I need. Um, I've been really busy. Like I said, I think one really big part about PMDD is like you, you, you drop the ball for like two weeks while you're just trying to stay alive and maybe eat enough and I don't know, not kill yourself or whatever. Sorry for that. Um, but, um, I didn't mean it. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, just getting up just eating, and just going to work, and just doing the most basic of things is so hard that, um, you, everything else kind of falls to the wayside, and then when you don't feel like shit, you're rushing and rushing and rushing and rushing to get whatever the fuck done needs to get done, you know, um, you're making up for lost time, and you're anticipating the lost time coming up, you know, um, so I haven't really been able to think much about what I need, but I would like to tell, for anybody who, on my Facebook posts and they love me and they want to know how to support me, um, here's a few things that I have managed to come up with and I might do another one when I know a little bit more or have thought about a little bit more, um, you know, I said in the Facebook post that I have been looking at a lot of PMDD memes and I know that, like, I'm not gonna be able to just reach out to people, you know, or maybe like I can a little, but for the most part, I can't. Like a week long of suffering, you know, I have a big support system, but everybody's busy, and you know, like I can really only ask so much of people, um, you know, and I am really learning to manage it on my own, but uh, every little bit helps, and, um, I think that the only way that I'm really going to be able to, like, ask for help is, like, I don't like to put it all on one person, like, hey, I'm suffering, can you help me? Because who knows if you're suffering, or if you're busy, or whatever. Um, but I am following these PMDD hashtags, and, um, I'll probably just start quietly posting them in my Instagram story whenever I feel like shit. And, like, whatever I'm feeling, if it's, like, in a meme, somehow that feels less vulnerable. So, if you start seeing those, then maybe check in on me, um, and if you feel the need to check on in on me, clarify that, uh, it's okay if I'm, like, too tired or sad to talk back to you, or that, you know, it's okay if I'm too tired or sad to leave the house, um, and be around you, that would be great. Um, I really feel feel, uh, I really, you know, I have a really hard time being around people and doing many things when I have PMDD, um, so I think a lot of my personality, like, a lot of my friendships are kind of based off of my personality that I have when I don't have PMDD, and I think that, like, I'm very nurturing when I don't have PMDD, so, um, you know, or I, like, will not, you know, people do annoy me, (laughs) and I won't say the things that annoy me about you, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing well, because I'm just happy to be around you, um, but when I have PMDD, I might not be able to be nurturing towards you, or I might not be able to handle, you know, the things that just, like, actually don't really even bother me when I'm not in the hell dimension, but when I am in the hell dimension, it's not that, you know, it bothers me, it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean I like you any less, it just means that I don't have the energy to make you happy like I want to, with whatever our dynamic is, and, um, you know, I think if you're somebody who I feel like, as much as I love you, it takes a little bit of work, to make sure you're happy, or to, you know, for me to make a lot of space for you, um, or for me to take a lot of energy nurturing you, like, you're, as much as you love me, you might not be the perfect person for me to be around especially if you're very high energy um I might I just you know I just might not even have the energy to be around somebody who's high energy and that could be it (laughs) you know um so anyways nobody get paranoid about your relationship with me all I'm saying is you know like I need the people that for whatever reason, are the very, 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 very easiest to be around, and probably people who have like naturally extremely nurturing energies. Um, I feel like, you know, if you asked me to come like rock climbing with you, or running with you, or come to a loud venue with you, I couldn't do that shit. Um, I kind of need people who are like, can I feed you? Because you probably have not fed yourself. Or do you want to take a walk? We can walk as slow as you fucking need to. Just tell me your thoughts. Or do you want to come to my house and split a bottle of wine and watch some shitty TV and eat popcorn and like cry if you need to. You know, like those are like those are the very few activities that I think that I might be capable of doing if somebody wanted to help me IRL, um, but really I think that for the most part, you know, I still have a lot of shame about what this condition does to me, um. bad, uh, that it makes me just not outgoing at all, and reclusive, and not fun, and tired, you know, and, even though that might not be what's best for, even though this might not be what's best for me like right now I almost don't know how to like be anything but a dog or like a wolf that's hiding in the forest like licking its wounds and not letting anybody near me so that has to be okay too um But a really, really, really big thing that I think anybody could do for me is text me and then just ask me about my day. And, like, have some real conversations with me over text. And maybe see if I could have a phone call. Sometimes that cheers me up. Other times I'm too terrified to even pick up the fucking phone. So, anyways, it's complex. And I think It's hard when... It's really hard, I think, to even talk about people helping me while I have mental health stuff going on. And I think a lot of people who have any mental health stuff can attest to this. That, like, it's so hard (laughs) to want to let anybody even think that they might be able to help you because they just want to fix you. They just want to make it all go away. I mean, you just can't, you know, um, this is a, this isn't a case of the blues, you know, this is, um, this is some real shit, and, um, you know, don't fucking ask me if I've tried meditation, fuck you, (laughs) no yoga either, god damn it, um, I mean, yeah, I do that shit, fuck you, fuck you, I do that shit, um, sorry. I love you. Um, but uh, it's just like, you can't, I'm not an easy fix. And it's not your job to fix me. This isn't just going to go away in a month or two because you gave me a little bit of time or attention. And anybody who wants to like be in my life just has to understand that. And they have to know that um, that it's up to me to take care of this. And it's up to me to figure out how to live with this. And it's up to me to do the best I can. And I don't want anybody getting frustrated with me because I'm not all of a sudden better. Because this condition doesn't work this that way and if you think that you can come in just swoop in and make Mm -hmm. everything better and then you don't succeed you can't be mad at me you know and make me feel bad because somehow I didn't hold up my end of the bargain by not being suddenly better um So I need the people in my life to understand that, you know? And it's, you know, it's not that hard. And, you know, um, if you're somebody here who is here, (laughs) I started this because I started talking about this in this way. It sounds so mean, but, you know, not necessarily for me, but I was thinking about other people who have mental health issues and the way it makes them feel when somebody tries to fix them, but then I just, I just got really personal, um, but, uh, you know, it's really, I mean, it's terrible, it, you know, it's really terrible that this is my life to a certain degree, but it also just needs to not be a big deal, you know, um, I kind of need to be crying and sad and desperate and not just be fucking fine. Be like, well, that's, you know, I want to be like, yeah, this is what happens. It sucks. And for you to be like, yeah, that sucks. And um, for us to just be able to just be fucking fine with it, you know, and know that it will pass for, you know, anybody in my life needs to just know that it will pass. Ask me if I've drank enough water once again, make sure I've eaten food, my appetite goes, my energy goes, my motivation goes, you know, um, I will really just stop eating. So that's a big one. Cause you know, like I'm trying really hard to fix that. Um, but, uh, you know, my chemicals will always be better off if I eat. I would be like, yo, have you had some food? Do you want somebody to talk to? Mm-hmm. Cool. We made this moment a little bit better. I'll see you next month. <laughs> I'll see Hell Dimension Liz next month, you know. And we'll just work to make the next moment a little bit better. Um, I want to give, like, a shout-out to Lex Gibson who will probably get all the sh- <laughs> she'll get all the shout outs the whole time because I think if there was anybody who really was good at showing me what I needed in these times it was her she was really the person who would listen to me when I was at my worst tell me all the reasons why I was wonderful, and, um, make sure I ate a salad from the tea house, and, you know, uh, it was great when she would pull me over to the tea house too, because then Corbett and Michaela would be there, and they would always shower me with so much love, you know, just being with me, just distracting me is a great thing, we don't even have to talk about my shit or why I'm sad, you know, you could just say something to make me laugh. But, um, you know, that's about it for now. Uh, I'll probably record something some other time. And, um, anybody who's listening to this because they care about me, um, thank you so much. It definitely means the world. Um,. See you around sometime. Alright, thank you everybody. Be good to yourself. And I love you. Bye. Hey everybody, I'm back. Um, So, I'm just gonna kind of kick it off. I want to say a couple things. Um, Number one, I just listened to my trailer. And um, I realized that... I said something about, you know, wanting to be there for women with, a PMDD, um, you know, my apologies because really, uh, obviously I want to be there for people with uteruses who have PMDD, so that includes trans and non-binary, um, and, you know, uh, hopefully whatever, I'm not, like, an en- entertainer, this isn't how I make my money, um, I don't really, owe anybody anything, so, you know, I'll probably change that trailer whenever I get around to that, um, but, you know, obviously I'm trying to make a living and, um, survive with PMDD, so that's a full-time fucking job, so I'll get around to that whenever, um, but, you know, just know that I'm conscious of that and that I give a fuck, because I do. Um, another thing is that I just posted a post on Facebook that I had been thinking about, I guess, for, I guess, a few weeks now, um, just kind of, just talking about my life with PMDD, like, I've been working on this podcast, and I made a a YouTube video, but I haven't, like, really, uh, told anybody about it, um, mainly because... Number one, when I first made it, I was just felt like shit and, um, I didn't want to be vulnerable, uh, to anybody and I didn't want, um, you know, I can't handle a lot of stimulation or interpersonal shit when I'm in the midst of PMDD. So why the fuck would I make myself super vulnerable and have people say whatever the fuck they're going to say and me take it the wrong way when I'm PMDDing? That makes no sense. So I didn't do that. Um, and then, uh... What happened was then I kind of got over it. Uh, I probably like pulled a bunch of shit together real fast and like saved my ass. Yeah, that's what happened. And then I ended up at the beach and I was surrounded by people the whole time. And, you know, um, I really haven't had a goddamn second to think or breathe since I got through the last PMDD. But I noticed that I've been a little funky the past couple days, and it looks like I'm going to ovulate soon, so that means, um, yeah, things are about to get real again. (laughs) About to head into that hell dimension, um, which is scary for me uh, right now because um, I'm really glad the things that I lived through in the past couple weeks that I was not in PMDD while living through it, I think I talked about it in the last podcast, but I wouldn't have made it. Um, And, you know, I've come home and I'm still having car problems. I had to take my car back to the mechanic. I have to start booking people for renovations at the house again. I got to figure out how to get back and forth and feel safe. Driving is one of my phobias that I have all the time, and it gets even worse. Obviously, when I have PMDD, it gets really bad. So, yeah, I'm going to be up against a lot here soon. Um, And, um, you know, I will be trying to get kind of ready to move. And I'm going to be trying to fulfill a lot, like, family obligations because Thanksgiving is coming up. Like, um, I'm going to be stressed, I can tell. Um, I mean, luckily, my life has already been so fucking crazy for so long I'm getting better at taking it one day at a time and um it is the better way to do it and somehow this pandemic has also given me more permission it feels like to do it one day at a time because I felt like before I was under this illusion that everybody knew what the fuck they were doing and that I was the only person who didn't and so like I needed to like be more on top of my shit than is even really humanly possible, especially when you are poor and you have mental health issues. Um, but, uh, you know, now nobody knows what the fuck is going on. So actually in some ways I feel like I'm doing better than a lot of people because I at least know how to fucking ride the wind and roll with the punches. Um, But uh, a really big thing that I wanted to touch on today is I was said in my Facebook post that, you know, just because when I'm sick or in the hell dimension, I can't, I don't have it in me to tell people what I need. It doesn't mean that when I'm well, I can't speculate as to what I need. Um, I've been really busy. Like I said, I think one really big part about PMDD is like you, you, you drop the ball for like two weeks while you're just trying to stay alive and maybe eat enough and I don't know, not kill yourself or whatever. Sorry for that. Um, but, um, I didn't mean it. Um, but, uh, you know... Yeah, just getting up and just eating and just going to work and just doing the most basic of things is so hard that, um, you, everything else kind of falls to the wayside. And then when you don't feel like shit, you're rushing and rushing and rushing and rushing to get whatever the fuck done needs to get done, you know? Um, you're making up for lost time and you're anticipating the lost time coming up, you know? Um, so I haven't really been able to think much about what I need, but I would like to tell for anybody who, saw my Facebook post and they love me and they want to know how to support me Um, here's a few things that I have managed to come up with and I might do another one when I know a little bit more or have thought about a little bit more Um, you know I said in the Facebook post that I have been looking at a lot of PMDD memes and I know that like i'm not gonna be able to just reach out to people you know or maybe like i can a little but for the most part i can't like a week long of suffering you know i have a big support system but everybody's busy and you know like i can really only ask so much of people um you know and i am really learning to manage it on my own but uh every little bit helps. And, um, I think that the only way that I'm really going to be able to like ask for help is like, I don't like to put it all on one person. Like, Hey, I'm suffering. Can you help me? Cause who knows if you're suffering or if you're busy or whatever. Um, but I am following these PMDD hashtags and, um, I'll probably just start quietly posting them in my Instagram story whenever I feel like shit. And, like, whatever I'm feeling, if it's, like, in a meme, somehow that feels less vulnerable. So, if you start seeing those, then maybe check in on me. Um, and if you feel the need to check on in on me, clarify that, uh, it's okay if I'm, like, too tired or sad to talk back to you. Or that, you know, it's okay if I'm too tired or sad to leave the house. Um and be around you, that would be great. Um, I really feel, uh, I really, you know, I have a really hard time being around people and doing many things when I have PMDD. Um, So I think a lot of my personality, like a lot of my friendships are kind of based off of my personality that I have when I don't have PMDD, and I think that, like, I'm very nurturing when I don't have PMDD, so, um, you know, or I, like, will not, you know, people do annoy me, <laughs> and I won't say the things that annoy me about you, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing well, because I'm just happy to be around you, um, but when I have PMDD, I might not be able to be nurturing towards you, or I might not be able to handle you know the things that just like actually don't really even bother me when i'm not in the hell dimension but when i am in the hell dimension it's not that you know it bothers me it you know it doesn't it doesn't mean i like you any less it just means that i don't have the energy to make you happy like i Want to with whatever our dynamic is, and um, you know, I think if you're somebody who I feel like, as much as I love you, it takes a little bit of work to make sure you're happy, or to you know, for me to make a lot of space for you, um, or for me to take a lot of energy nurturing you, like you're in, as much as you love me, you might not be the perfect person for me to be around especially if you're very high energy um I might I just you know I just might not even have the energy to be around somebody who's high energy and that could be it (laughs) you know um so anyways nobody get paranoid about your relationship with me all I'm saying is you know like I need the people that for whatever reason, are the very, 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 very easiest to be around and probably people who have, like, naturally extremely nurturing energies. Um, I feel like, you know, if you asked me to come, like, rock climbing with you or running with you or come to a loud venue with you, I couldn't do that shit. Um, I kind of need people who are like, can I feed you? Because you probably have not fed yourself. Or do you want to take a walk? We can walk as slow as you fucking need to. Just tell me your thoughts. Or do you want to come to my house and split a bottle of wine and watch some shitty TV and eat popcorn and, like, cry if you need to? You know, like, those are, like, those are the very few activities that I think that I might be capable of doing if somebody wanted to help me IRL um but really I think that for the most part you know I still have a lot of shame about what this condition does to me um I feel really bad uh, that it makes me just not outgoing at all and reclusive and not fun and tired you know and Even though that might not be what's best, for, what even though this might not be what's best for me, like right now, I almost don't know how to like be anything but a dog or like a wolf that's hiding in the forest, like licking its wounds and not letting anybody near me. So that has to be okay, too. Um. But a really, really, really big thing that I think anybody could do for me is text me and then just ask me about my day. And, like, have some real conversations with me over text. And maybe see if I could have a phone call. Sometimes that cheers me up. Other times I'm too terrified to even pick up the fucking phone. So, anyways, it's complex. And I think it's hard when... It's really hard, I think... To even talk about people helping me while I have mental health stuff going on. And I think a lot of people who have any mental health stuff can attest to this. That like it's so hard (laughs) to want to let anybody even think that they might be able to help you. Because they just want to fix you. They just want to make it all go away. And you just can't. You know? Um... Mm. This is a, this isn't a case of the blues, you know? This is, um, this is some real shit. And, um, you know, don't fucking ask me if I've tried meditation. Fuck you. (laughs) No yoga either. God damn it. Um, I mean, yeah, I do that shit. Fuck you. Fuck you. I do that shit. Um, sorry. Sorry. I love you. Um, but, uh, it's just like, you can't. I'm not an easy fix. And it's not your job to fix me. This isn't just going to go away in a month or two because you gave me a little bit of time or attention. And anybody who wants to, like, be in my life just has to understand that. And they have to know that, um... That it's up to me to take care of this and it's up to me to figure out how to live with this and it's up to me to do the best I can and I don't want anybody getting frustrated with me because I'm not all of a sudden better because this condition doesn't work this that way. And if you think that you can come in just swoop in and make everything better and then... It, you don't succeed you can't be mad at me you know, make me feel bad because somehow I didn't hold up my end of the bargain by not being suddenly better Um, so I need the people in my life to understand that you know and it's, you know it's not that hard, and you know, um, if you're somebody here who is here, <laughs> I started this because I started talking about this in this way. It sounds so mean, but you know, not necessarily for me, but I was thinking about other people who have mental health issues and the way it makes them feel when somebody tries to fix them. But then I just, I just got really personal. Um, but uh, you know, it's really. I mean, it's terrible. It You know, it's really terrible that this is my life to a certain degree. But it also just needs to not be a big deal. You know. Um, I kind of need to be crying and sad and desperate and not just be fucking fine. Be like, well, that's, you know, I want to be like, yeah, this is what happens. It sucks. And for you to be like, yeah, that sucks. And um for us to just be able to just be fucking fine with it, you know. I know that it'll pass for you know, anybody in my life needs to just know that it will pass. Ask me if I've drank enough water. Once again, make sure I've eaten food. My appetite goes, my energy goes my motivation goes you know um I will really just stop eating so that's a big one because you know like I'm trying really hard to fix that um but uh you know my chemicals will always be better off if I eat so I'll be like yo have you had some food do you want somebody to talk to Well, we made this moment a little bit better. I'll see you next month. <laughs> I'll see Hell Dimension Liz next month, you know? And we'll just work to make the next moment a little bit better. Um I wanna give like a shout out to Lex Gibson, who will probably get all the sh- <laughs> she'll get all the shout outs the whole time because I think if there was anybody who really was good at showing me what I needed Mm -hmm. in these times it was her she was really the person who would listen to me when I was at my worst tell me all the reasons why I was wonderful and um, make sure I had a salad from the tea house, and you know, uh, it was great when she would pull me over to the tea house too, because then Corbett and Michaela would be there and they would always shower me with so much love, you know. Just being with me, just distracting me is a great thing. We don't even have to talk about my shit or why I'm sad, you know. You could just say something to make me laugh. But, um, you know, that's about it for now. Uh, I'll probably record something some other time. And, um, anybody who's listening to this because they care about me, um, thank you so much. It definitely means the world. Um, and I'll see you around sometime. Alright, thank you everybody. Be good to yourself. And I love you. Bye. Hey everybody, I'm back. Um, So, I'm just gonna kind of kick it off. I want to say a couple things. Um, Number one, I just listened to my trailer. And um, I realized that... I said something about, you know, wanting to be there for women with, a PMDD, um, you know, my apologies because really, uh, obviously I want to be there for people with uteruses who have PMDD, so that includes trans and non-binary, um, and, you know, uh, hopefully whatever, I'm not, like, an en- entertainer, this isn't how I make my money, um, I don't really owe anybody anything, so, you know, I'll probably change that trailer whenever I get around to that, um, but, you know, obviously, I'm trying to make a living and, um, survive with PMDD, so that's a full-time fucking job, so I'll get around to that whenever, um, but, you know, just know that I'm conscious of that and that I give a fuck, because I do. Um, another thing is that I just posted a post on Facebook that I had been thinking about, I guess, for, I guess, a few weeks now, um, just kind of, just talking about my life with PMDD, like, I've been working on this podcast, and I made a YouTube video, but I haven't, like, really, uh, told anybody about it, um, mainly because... Number one, when I first made it, I was just felt like shit. And, um, I didn't want to be vulnerable, uh, to anybody. And I didn't want, um, you know, I can't handle a lot of stimulation or interpersonal shit when I'm in the midst of PMDD. So why the fuck would I make myself super vulnerable and have people say whatever the fuck they're gonna say and me take it the wrong way when I'm PMDDing? That makes no sense, so I didn't do that. Um, and then, uh... What happened was then I kind of got over it, uh, I probably, like, pulled a bunch of shit together real fast and, like, saved my ass, yeah, that's what happened, and then I ended up at the beach, and I was surrounded by people the whole time, and, you know, um, I really haven't had a goddamn second to think or breathe since I got through the last PMDD, But I noticed that I've been a little funky the past couple days, and it looks like I'm going to ovulate soon, so that means, um, yeah, things are about to get real again. (laughs) About to head into that hell dimension, um, which is scary for me, uh, right now because, um... I'm really glad the things that I lived through in the past couple weeks that I was not in PMDD while living through it. I think I talked about it in the last podcast, but I wouldn't have made it. Um, And, you know, I've come home and I'm still having car problems. I had to take my car back to the mechanic. I have to start booking people for renovations at the house again. I got to figure out how to get back and forth and feel safe. Driving is one of my phobias that I have all the time, and it gets even worse, obviously, when I have PMDD, it gets really bad, so, yeah, I'm going to be up against a lot here soon, um, and, um, you know, I will be trying to get kind of ready to move, and I'm going to be trying to fulfill a lot, like, family obligations, because Thanksgiving is coming up, like, um i'm going to be stressed i can tell um i mean luckily my life has already been so fucking crazy for so long i'm getting better at taking it one day at a time and um it is the better way to do it and somehow this pandemic has also given me more permission it feels like to do it one day at a time cuz i felt like before i was under this illusion that everybody knew what the fuck they were doing and that I was the only person who didn't, and so, like, I needed to, like, be more on top of my shit than is even really humanly possible, especially when you are poor and you have mental health issues, um, but, uh, you know now, nobody knows what the fuck is going on, so actually, in some ways, I feel like I'm doing better than a lot of people because I at least know how to fucking ride the wind and roll with the punches, um, but, uh, a really big thing that I wanted to touch on today is I was said in my Facebook post that, you know, just because when I'm sick or in the hell dimension, um, I can't, I don't have it in me to tell people what I need. It doesn't mean that when I'm well, I can't speculate as to what I need. Um, I've been really busy, Like I said, I think one really big part about PMDD is like you, you, you drop the ball for like two weeks while you're just trying to stay alive and maybe eat enough and I don't know, not kill yourself or whatever. Sorry for that. Um, but, um, I didn't mean it. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, just getting up. And just eating and just going to work and just doing the most basic of things is so hard that um, you everything else kind of falls to the wayside. And then when you don't feel like shit, you're rushing and rushing and rushing and rushing and get whatever the fuck done needs to get done, you know? Um, you're making up for lost time and you're anticipating the lost time coming up, you know? Um, so I haven't really been able to think much about what I need, but I would like to tell for anybody who... my Facebook post and they love me and they want to know how to support me um here's a few things that I have managed to come up with and I might do another one when I know a little bit more or have thought about a little bit more um you know I said in the Facebook post that I have been looking at a lot of PMDD memes and I know that like I'm not gonna be able to just reach out to people, you know, or maybe, like, I can a little but for the most part, I can't, like, a week long of suffering, you know, I have a big support system, but everybody's busy, and, you know, like, I can really only ask so much of people, um, you know, and I am really learning to manage it on my own, but, uh, every little bit helps, and, um, I think that the only way that I'm really going to be able to, like, ask for help is, like, I don't like to put it all on one person, like, hey, I'm suffering, can you help me? Because who knows if you're suffering, or if you're busy, or whatever. Um, but I am following these PMDD hashtags, and um, I'll probably just start quietly posting them in my Instagram story whenever I feel like shit. And, like, whatever I'm feeling, if it's, like, in a meme, somehow that feels less vulnerable. So, if you start seeing those, then maybe check in on me. Um, and if you feel the need to check on in on me, clarify that, uh, it's okay if I'm, like, too tired or sad to talk back to you. Or that, you know, it's okay if I'm too tired or sad to leave the house. Um and be around you. That would be great. Um, I really feel, uh, I really, you know, I have a really hard time being around people and doing many things when I have PMDD. Um, so I think a lot of my personality, like a lot of my friendships are kind of based off of my personality that I have when I don't have PMDD, and I think that, like, I'm very nurturing when I don't have PMDD, so, um, you know, or I, like, will not, you know, people do annoy me, (laughs) and I won't say the things that annoy me about you, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing well, because I'm just happy to be around you, um, but when I have PMDD, I might not be able to be nurturing towards you, or I might not be able to handle, you know, the things that just, like, actually don't really even bother me when I'm not in the hell dimension, but when I am in the hell dimension, it's not that, you know, it bothers me, it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean I like you any less, it just means that I don't have the energy to make you happy like I want to, with whatever our dynamic is, and, um, you know, I think if you're somebody who I feel like, as much as I love you, it takes a little bit of work to make sure you're happy, or to, you know, for me to make a lot of space for you, um, or for me to take a lot of energy nurturing you, like, you're, as much as you love me, you might not be the perfect person for me to be around especially if you're very high energy um I might I just you know I just might not even have the energy to be around somebody who's high energy and that could be it (laughs) you know um so anyways nobody get paranoid about your relationship with me all I'm saying is you know like I need the people that whatever reason are the very 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 easiest to be around and probably people who have like naturally extremely nurturing energies um I feel like you know if you asked me to come like rock climbing with you or running with you or come to a loud venue with you I couldn't do that shit um I kind of need people who are like can I feed you because you probably have not fed yourself or do you want to take a walk we can walk as slow as you fucking need to just tell me your thoughts or do you want to come to my house and split a bottle of wine and watch some shitty TV and eat popcorn and like cry if you need to you know like those are, like, those are the very few activities that I think that I might be capable of doing if somebody wanted to help me IRL, um, but really I think that for the most part, you know, I still have a lot of shame about what this condition does to me, um. feel really bad uh, that it makes me just not outgoing at all and reclusive and not fun and tired you know and even though that might not be what's best for even though this might not be what's best for me like right now I almost don't know how to like be anything but a dog or like a wolf that's hiding in the forest like licking its wounds and not letting anybody near me so that has to be okay too um But a really, really, really big thing that I think anybody could do for me is text me and then just ask me about my day. And, like, have some real conversations with me over text. And maybe see if I could have a phone call. Sometimes that cheers me up. Other times I'm too terrified to even pick up the fucking phone. So, anyways, it's complex, and I think... It's hard when... It's really hard, I think, to even talk about people helping me while I have mental health stuff going on. And I think a lot of people who have any mental health stuff can attest to this, that like it's so hard (laughs) to want to let anybody even think that they might be able to help you because they just want to fix you. They just want to make it all go away. I mean, you just can't, you know, um, this is a, this isn't a case of the blues, you know, this is, um, this is some real shit, and, um, you know, don't fucking ask me if I've tried meditation, fuck you, (laughs) no yoga either, god damn it, um, I mean, yeah, I do that shit, fuck you, fuck you, I do that shit, um, sorry, I love you. Um, but, uh, it's just like, you can't, I'm not an easy fix, and it's not your job to fix me. This isn't just gonna go away in a month or two because you gave me a little bit of time or attention. And anybody who wants to like be in my life just has to understand that and they have to know that um, that it's up to me to take care of this and it's up to me to figure out how to live with this and it's up to me to do the best I can and I don't want anybody getting frustrated with me because I'm not all of a sudden better because this condition doesn't work this that way and if you think that you can come in just swoop in and make everything better and then you don't succeed you can't be mad at me you know I make me feel bad because somehow I didn't hold up my end of the bargain by not being suddenly better um So I need the people in my life to understand that, you know? And it's, you know, it's not that hard. And, you know, um, if you're somebody here who is here, (laughs) I started this because I started talking about this in this way. It sounds so mean, but, you know, not necessarily for me, but I was thinking about other people who have mental health issues and the way it makes them feel when somebody tries to fix them, but then I just, I just got really personal, um, but, uh, you know, it's really, I mean, it's terrible, it, you know, it's really terrible that this is my life to a certain degree, but it also just needs to not be a big deal, you know, um, I kind of need to be crying and sad and desperate and not just be fucking fine. Be like well that's you know I want to be like yeah this is what happens it sucks and for you to be like yeah that sucks and um, for us to just be able to just be fucking fine with it you know and know that it will pass for you know anybody in my life needs to just know that it will pass ask me if I've drank enough water once again, make sure I've eaten food. My appetite goes, my energy goes, my motivation goes, you know, um, I will really just stop eating. So that's a big one. Cause you know, like I'm trying really hard to fix that. Um, but, uh, you know, my chemicals will always be better off if I eat. So I'd be like, yo, have you had some food? Do you want somebody to talk to? You? Cool. We made this moment a little bit better. I'll see you next month. <laughs> I'll see Hell Mention Liz next month, you know. And we'll just work to make the next moment a little bit better. Um, I want to give like a shout-out to Lex Gibson who will probably get all the (laughs) she'll get all the shout outs the whole time because I think if there was anybody who really was good at showing me what I needed in these times it was her she was really the person who would listen to me when I was at my worst Tell me all the reasons why I was wonderful and um, make sure I ate a salad from the tea house. And you know, uh, it was great when she would pull me over to the tea house too, because then Corbett and Michaela would be there and they would always shower on me with so much love. You know, just being with me, just distracting me is a great thing. We don't even have to talk about my shit or why I'm sad. You know, you could just say something to make me laugh. but, um, you know, that's about it for now, uh I'll probably record something some other time and, um, anybody who's listening to this because they care about me um, thank you so much it definitely means the world um Year round, sometime. All right. Thank you, everybody. Be good to yourself, and I love you. Bye. <laughs>